With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Instant Reaction Podcast. I'm John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. Wisconsin 24, Iowa 22. The Hawkeyes actually made this a game late. Uh, They had barely just over... Well, before the last possession of the third quarter, before their last possession of the third quarter, which would wind up being the last possession of the third quarter, Iowa had less than 100 yards of offense. Dismal day uh, had was like 0 for 5 on third downs. The last third down they had converted in, in Madison was when C.J. Beathard was a quarterback. I had seen Scott, Scott Docterman tweet that out. But then Iowa decided to start throwing the ball around. We've seen that actually before in Iowa-Wisconsin games. They start throwing the ball around in the second half, and they actually do something. Makes you think maybe they should start throwing the ball around a little bit more now as well because the interior of their offensive line is just still um, – it's just – it's not going to change this year. We've talked about that weeks ago. Those are the kind of things that you can't change in the middle of a season when you're deficient, undermanned, whatever it is, at those positions on the offensive line, you're not going to change it in season. And, and Wisconsin certainly took advantage of that early on for Iowa. And you know, Iowa was would get some things going, but then they'd get across the 50 and things would just stymie and you know, Iowa got a, a turnover in, in the first half. Um, a first possession by Wisconsin. A.J. Epinesa with a strip sack, and Iowa couldn't do anything. They got a field goal instead of a touchdown, and they wind up losing by a field goal. I mean, it's just kind of how it rolls. But Iowa didn't quit. Um, no, no one's going to question this team's toughness. And very few of you probably want to hear me talk very much about, well, Iowa didn't quit, so we'll just leave it right there. This team's offense, they've got three more games left. Next week against a Minnesota team that's probably the second most potent offensive team in the Big Ten, the most balanced team outside of Ohio State, and a team that... (laughs) is coming in looking to go 10-0. and They got to 9-0 for the first time since 1904 today by beating Penn State. They have... They're, they're two games up on Wisconsin now in the loss column. Minnesota has to lose twice. And Minnesota plays Iowa next week at Iowa. Then they play Northwestern before hosting Wisconsin. If Minnesota beats Iowa and Northwestern, then they're going to Indianapolis. If one of those two teams beats them, which means if Iowa beats them, because Northwestern sure as heck isn't, they lost to Purdue today. Um, you know, if Iowa beats Minnesota, then yeah, it'll probably come. It'll come down to, you know, Iowa or Minnesota versus uh, Wisconsin to represent the Big Ten West in the Indianapolis. But Iowa's out. Iowa has three losses now. They're done. Um, just not going to happen. I mean, okay, technically, I guess they're not done, but in the real world, they're done. Nate Stanley, 17 of 28, 208 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. 
I've I've seen a lot of criticisms of of Stanley, or I saw a lot of criticisms of Stanley today on Twitter, and it's I, I think it's just enough. You know, he's out there doing what he can, basically playing with half an offensive line. So, what do you get? I mean, it's hard to judge somebody when so many things that are important to their success are not up to snuff. If you want to be critical, and I know many of you do, be critical of Iowa's offensive line development right now. Iowa has a couple of fifth-year seniors that they thought would be able to play at a high level that didn't develop to play at a high level. Didn't happen. Usually for Iowa, it does. So before you go off the the reservation on the criticism, usually Iowa has more of those success stories than not. This particular year, along with some injuries at guard, they've not been able to catch up. They've not had people able to play at the level required to be successful. So if you if if you want to you know be irritated at something, you can be irritated at that, I guess. Um, that's 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 one of the biggest things right there. If you want to be irritated without you know not opening the playbook up or uh, that's not even it, n- n- not attacking via the air the way that you are built to, to do this year. Okay. Uh, also, clearly Iowa needs a tight end in, in its offense for it to really click based upon the design of offense they want to have. And they weren't planning on a third-year sophomore going to the NFL and winning the Mackey Award in TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson, you know, would have been a, a junior this year and, you know, gone pro after his junior year. You know, Fant and Hawkinson both going pro with eligibility. You lose two of the best tight ends in the country, you're probably going to have a fallback. You can't develop player on top of player on top of player on top of player at Iowa to be able to replace two guys that go early. So not having the tight end is a problem with the offense. But again, th- this all just feels like excuse making. And, and I think these things are, are viable. And I don't have problems actually with excuses because excuses explain the way the things are. And people say, no excuses. Well, that's just dumb. That's dumb. What's going on? Well, let me tell you. Well, no excuses. You see how stupid that is? I'm just telling you the things that I see why I think this offense is struggling. Unfortunately, there's not going to be any fix. Unless they decide, okay, you know, doing what they did in the second half against Wisconsin, is that a fix? No, that is is adapting to what you have. Like in 2004, Iowa went with what they had. They were down to their fifth string running back. They went with what they had. They had better pass protection. in 2004 than they do right now, even though they have a pair of very, very good tackles and I think a good center who's still learning as well and is not perfect. But he's, gosh, he's a freshman center. He's playing, he's, he's going to have a phenomenal career. I'm talking about Tyler Linderbaum. He's going to have an amazing career, but there's, you know, he's going up against some good defenses. But it was at least good to see Iowa score some touchdowns. Tyrone Tracy, playmaker, five catches, 130 yards, 75 yards and a long, six targets. He's had a couple of good games back-to-back now, playing in place of the injured Brandon Smith. But you can't let Jonathan Taylor get 250 yards on you. 
you have to make Jack Cohn beat you, their quarterback, because he throws a horrible football. He throws so many... Fl- yes, he threw a nice throw to Quentin Sevis here and there, but he throws floaters out to the flat. you got to make that guy beat you and shut down Jonathan Taylor. Iowa was also down a linebacker today, but their linebacking strength right now is not a strength. It's probably 214-ish um, tax slayer bowl level. Maybe. But again, I, I don't... I'm not going to sit here and bash Iowa's defense either. I mean, they were on the field for 15 more minutes. Wisconsin had a time of possession advantage of 37-24 to 22-36. I mean, that's it's tough. Especially considering how much Wisconsin leans on you. Iowa, one of nine on third downs. Wisconsin, eight of 14. 295 total yards for Iowa, 473 for the Badgers. Nate Stanley's going to leave Iowa without really a signature road win. I think you know his his first year at Ames would probably be it. And he's gonna you know I, I he he's he's so I mean he was almost out on his feet on that um, two point conversion attempt where Iowa called a delayed draw. I actually like to play so much against tendencies. And frankly, if you're gonna criticize that play, have you seen Iowa's other two point conversion attempts the last few years? They've kind of stunk. So, I mean, pick your poison. It's not how they're wired. So it's Minnesota next week. And then it's Illinois. Illinois has won, like, what, four in a row now? They just had, they just pulled off their biggest comeback in school history today against uh, Michigan State. And, boy, am I loving the Mark D'Antonio tears right now. And then Nebraska at the end of the year. I don't know. Could they still go 9-3? and three? Yeah. Hey, if they beat Minnesota, it would be a great win. And if they won the rest of them 9-3 and three with this schedule, yeah. I mean, didn't think Minnesota was going to be this good, although Dace did predict them to win the Big Ten West, by the way. Some of you still wondering if Steve wants to change his mind on that. But 8-4, and 9-3, and three, I, I know that's not going to do it for some of you. Was it do it for you, John? Well, I mean, I don't play. I don't play the games. Sure, I want to see them win every one they play. But sometimes the other team is better. Wisconsin's better than Iowa is. They just are. They showed it today in most every aspect of the game. And the better team won. The better program won the game. Wisconsin's program is better than Iowa's. And I hate that. Do not like. Dace and I will talk more about it on Sunday. We'll see you then.